Assalamualaikum. Welcome to today's broadcast. This is the twenty-eighth of September, two thousand and twenty-one, and this is broadcast number two hundred and fifty-eight in our series, Reflections on the Holy Quran. These days we are discussing uh, chapter two, verse ninety-three, and this is the second broadcast uh, in that uh, series. Just to remind you that uh, these broadcasts are brought to you by uh, um, the Lahore Ahmadiyya Association or movement or community which was established by Hazrat Mirza Ulam Ahmad. He taught us that although other people bring a prophet after the Holy Prophet Muhammad because the Quran says the Holy Prophet was the seal of the prophets and the Holy Prophet said it means there is no prophet after me. So now no prophet can come, an old one or a new one. However, God will raise reformers amongst the Ummah from time to time when reform is uh, needed. And naturally that will mean that uh, there will be some uh, disagreements and differences and so on. But none of that means that uh, people have the right to call each other heretics or kafirs or out of fold of Islam because the Holy Prophet said that um, if one reciter of the Kalima says to another reciter of the Kalima that you are a heretic, then it is the person saying it who is closer to heresy. Hazrat also taught that although people say that some prophetic revelations such as Ayah Rajam and Surah Walayat have been missed out from the Holy Quran. In fact, the Holy Quran is complete. Nothing is missing from it. And some Muslims say that uh, some verses of the Holy Quran are abrogated, but he taught that no verse of the Holy Quran was, is, or ever shall be abrogated. He stressed that jihad is a duty of every Muslim. Jihad is a duty of every Muslim. But jihad is defined by the Holy Prophet Muhammad. While returning from fighting, the Holy Prophet said that uh, Muslims were returning from the minor struggle, the minor jihad, to the major struggle. And that major struggle, he said, is with our own selves, with our greed and envy and pride and whatever it is. So, as I said, today we are going to uh, continue our chat about uh, chapter 93 
uh, sorry, verse 93 of chapter 2, Al-Baqara, or in English, the cow. A'udhu billahi minash Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. addressing the Israelites and raise the mountain above you. Take hold of that which we have given you with firmness and obey. They said we hear and disobey and they were made to imbibe the love of the calf into their hearts on account of their disbelief. Say, evil is that which your faith bids you, if you are believers. So today we are going to talk about uh, three words, I hope. Warafaqana and Fawqakum and Akpur. So let's turn to uh, our notes. <clears throat> and see um, what we can find. <clears throat> the first word we said is Warafahana, uh, and Wa, uh, of course, is a conjunction, it's a connecting word. Um, and uh, the word itself has the triliteral root uh, and uh, this occurs in the Holy Quran uh, 29 times and uh, in uh, with six different meanings or with six different forms. Uh, 22 times is Rafaqa and three times as Marfu'at uh, and uh, then once as Marfu, once as Rafi'at and once as uh, Rafi and once as Rafi. So it means Raise. So let's have a look at 
and see what uh, that means. Uh, in that area. And uh, so this word um, can mean that you take something physical, you know, and you lift it up. So that is for something physical. For example, you know, well, earlier on, a verse of the Holy Quran, um, verse 63 of this chapter says, Warafana fau akumutpur. And we raised, this is physically raised. Or uh, about Allah, it is said. Chapter 13, verse 2. That God raised the heavens above you and it stands there without any pillars, without any support. But, uh, and this is really like any language. You know, in English, we, we say, you know, you're raising kids or uh, you're raising a wall because you are physically making the wall go higher. And the Holy Quran uses the same uh, uh, terminology. For example, in, in, in chapter 2, verse 127, it says, What is it? Yerfaw and when Hazrat uh, Ibrahim he was raising the foundations. And, um, but uh, uh, that is for physical things. Um, but then you have chapter 94, verse 4, and we raised your men. And then uh, sometimes it means making someone superior to others. Varafa'a badahum fauqa badin darajat. Chapter 6, verse 166. And some we raised above others. Now that doesn't mean that if there are, you know, six people sitting on chairs in a row, then someone will be, some of them will be elevating. Uh, or levitating, should we say, um, in air, defying gravity. But it means that status. It may be that some have jobs, which are higher jobs, or, um, you know, some are richer, or whatever. Narfau daraja timman nasha, chapter 12, verse 76. Whoever we want, we raise their status, their darajat. And uh, then we come to, of course, a very controversial verse of the Holy Quran. Well, uh, it's been made controversial, it's simple enough. Chapter 4, verse 158. 
and God raised him. Now, this is, a, is a, the dictionary I'm using here is not an empty dictionary. He says, here Rafa means raising bodily to heaven. Yeah, sorry, Rafa can mean, not does mean, Rafa can mean bodily raising. This is about Jesus. And uh, it can also mean that he honored him. So you can see that this non-empty dictionary is putting both possibilities forward that it can mean physically raising or it can mean uh, raising someone's dignity. Because you remember, you know, uh, uh, the Jews were making all manner of allegations against Jesus, you know, well, against Hazrat Maryam Nausbillah that, you know, Jesus is not legitimate and all this kind of thing. So, uh, uh, you know, um, so in response, God is saying in the Holy Quran that God will raise your dignity. They're trying to dishonor you. God will honor you. Um, so, uh, uh, let's have a look to see if there's anything more we can get from the this word. So, yes, I mean, an important thing to remember, a number of important things about this uh, is, uh, for example, the same expression, expression is used for uh, Idris. Idris, who was another prophet in chapter uh, uh, 16 verse 57 I think it is um, and uh, and it says the same thing and we raised Idris so what does that mean? We raised him. God uh, also took him up to heavens and so on. No, everyone agrees that it means that uh, Allah raised his status. So if Rafa, for Hazrat Idris, can be raising his status, then why can't it be the same thing for uh, Jesus? But there's an important thing we must remember that when we talk about raising Jesus up to heavens physically, you know, God says, I raised him to me. Does that then mean that, uh, you know, up in heavens, there is uh, somewhere where God lives? You're limiting God to a particular place which is against the teachings of the Holy Quran. Elsewhere, the Holy Quran says, you know, in the Holy Quran, God says that I'm closer to you than your life way. So, if God 
is closer to us in that sense, does that mean that Jesus is also in everyone, sitting in everyone's neck? No, it doesn't. Because when you're taking a physical thing and you're saying that we're physically moving it, it should be, it's going to be physically moved to another physical place. And God doesn't live in a physical place. You know, here is this pen and I say, okay, uh, I'm raising this pen and I'm putting it on that shelf over there. So I'm physically lifting it. But where is it going? Because it's a physical thing, it's going to a physical place. But when the word is applied to Jesus, it does not mean physically lifting him or raising him. It means, as I said, honoring him. Honoring him because he was being dishonored by the people to whom he was sent. You know, I mean, if you read the, the testaments, you see uh, that, you know, they, they not only conspired and connived against Jesus, they reported him to Pilate. And when Pilate said, yeah, you know, I mean, he's an innocent person. Why do you want me to, uh, 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 you know, kill him? And symbolically, he uh, had a picture and someone brought out and he said, I wash my hands uh, of the uh, blood of this innocent person. And the Jews cried out, let his, uh, let his blood be on our hands. And this was something that Christians used for centuries, even millennia, to actually persecute the Jews that they killed the, uh, uh, the Son of God and so on. So, I mean, you can't have more humiliation than that. And then, you know, he's made to carry his own cross. And, you know, he's made to wear a, a, a crown of thorns and he, he's whipped and lashed and ridiculed and abused uh, and, 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 and so on. So you can't get more humiliation than that. Then God is saying, okay, they tried to humiliate him, but I am the one who ultimately honors people. I will honor him. I'll raise his dignity. So with that, let's go to the next word, which is, which is, what is it? Fau Aku. And uh, um, its uh, root is fa wa half, and it occurs in the Holy Quran 43 times in with three different meanings in three different forms. 41 times as fok, and then afak and fawak. So it means to overcome above someone, also means delay, overpower above something else and, uh, and so on. So uh, <clears throat> it's used uh, 
where time, place, number, quantity, and also dignity and station. In Urdu, we have, you know, Fokiyat, superiority. Uskos par Fokiyat, he is superior to him. And the word comes from this, Fok, literally. And uh, here it is, says, Varafana, Fok of Mutpur, chapter 2, verse 63, earlier on. And Mount Tur was raised over you. I'll continue to use the terminology of the Quran as far as that mountain is concerned, as you will see more in the in the, in the year when we get to the next word. Minfaqihim Vula Luminanari. Chapter 39, verse 16. And above them will be uh, a ceiling of fire. So this is physically above them. <clears throat> oh, what have I done? What have I done? I just messed up my notes. Right. Obviously, it's the antonym of below, uh, above and below. Um, and uh, it, it also means lowly in the sense of humiliation. Uh, it also uh, is used to indicate um, more or less in numbers. Like in chapter 4, verse 11, it's talking about girls. Girls, two or more. And of course, Physically being something big or small, as in chapter 2, verse 26, earlier on we saw when, you know, um, God talked about giving examples. And it's up to him what example he uses of a mosquito or something bigger. So, and then in a religious, in a religious sense, um, God says, Varafana baduhum faqabad. Some were given prominence, superior, superiority to others. And then again, again, I suppose it's religious sense. We're talking about hereafter. Chapter 2, verse 212. And those who are 
those who are good, righteous. Then on the last day, they will be higher in degree in station than others. Fokalazina Kafaru, chapter 3, verse 55. Superior to the deniers. And then, of course, in uh, uh, being stronger, overpower, uh, overpowering in a physical sense. Min qawmi fir'awna wa inna fawqahum khahirun. Chapter 7, verse 127. Um, and God talking about the pharaohs says, without doubt, I will overpower him. I am superior to him. Fawqahum. So, <clears throat> Uh, let's see if there is something else, some other meaning. Um, Alphaic, that is the um, best part of something. And uh, for example, Tawafaka Allah Kawmihi. It means that in status he became higher above um, his people, his nation, and so on. So I mean, a lot of these words, when I read them, I, you know, I think it must be very easy for people who speak Urdu and so on to understand. Um, because a lot of these words, like this, you know, Faik and so on, they, these words are commonly used in Urdu as well. And the next one, word Aktur. Now, here it, it is uh, used as the name of a mountain, but there is a, a debate and dispute about whether it means uh, uh, or whether it is the name of one mountain or, um, you know, uh, for a chain of mountains, you know, like the Himalayas. That's not one mountain. K2 is a part of Himalayas. That's one mountain. Mount Everest is a part of Himalayas, that's another mountain. So there is some debate about whether uh, the, this, this word mean, refers to one single mountain or a chain of uh, uh, mountains. That's one thing and it is actually uh, a word. Its uh, uh, root is more Wa and Wa, and it occurs in the Holy Quran 11 times. 10 times as a noun, Tur, and once as a Tvar. And um, 
so let us have a look as i said that uh, um, <clears throat> um, there is debate about uh, what it means but it, it we can see that uh, in the holy quran um, it is uh, used for example uh, it says what to revakitabim mustur chapter 2 verse 201 and people translate that is allah swears by the mount tur wa ma kunta bi janibit tur chapter 28 verse 46 you weren't at the tur at that time but then we also have a to receive in chapter 95 verse 3 so what does that mean or you have wana dainahu min janibit puril ai man chapter 19 verse 52 and we call them to to the mountain so um, but in in especially chapter 71 verse 14 waqad khalaqakum atwar and people say atwar here means stages and they talk about that you know creation because it's talking about the creation khalaqakum we created you by stages and then the uh, uh, people mention other verses of the holy quran and that look this stage is mentioned here and that stage is mentioned uh, there and so on so uh, <clears throat> um i think our time for the broadcast is coming to an end so i will take my leave of you with the prayer that whoever you are and wherever you may be regardless of your religion or your sect or your nationality or your color or whatever else may allah keep the whole of humanity safe and sound and free from harm assalamu alaikum khuda hafiz and goodbye